0: you. Mm-hmm. industry update, a weekly podcast examining the latest news and technology trends impacting product development teams in the heavy duty on and off highway equipment industries. I'm Sarah Jensen, editor of OEM Off Highway. And in this week's episode, I'll be speaking with Chris Fisher, senior commercial vehicle analyst at Power Systems Research about the current state of the North American commercial vehicle market. Let's take a listen now. And if you could just kind of um give an overview of the current state of the north american commercial vehicle market
1: yeah it's well it's definitely a lot better than it was about eight nine months ago we'll (laughs) say that so a little bit about this so what we're seeing is commercial truck demand started to rebound in the fourth quarter of last year which was a very good thing primarily in the class 8 heavy truck segment Order rates for the Class K, sorry, order rates for Class 8 came in stronger than expected, which will definitely bode well this year, at least through the first half of the year. However, there is certainly some concern surrounding the supply chain. Currently, the supply chain is struggling with the surge in demand, and companies are really having difficulty hiring enough workers. Imported parts are also experiencing delays at the ports, and we're expecting these, these issues to continue through at least the first half of the year. So basically truck demand is not the issue it's getting mm-hmm. getting the various components um, to the line so they can they can manufacture. We've actually taken up our class eight forecast this year from around two hundred and somewhere around two hundred and forty thousand up to around two hundred and sixty five two hundred and seventy thousand so that's that's a very good sign
0: mm-hmm. okay and so you say this um this like surge of demand could be a challenge just for the first half of the year do you think will it be that will there be some is there something that will help alleviate that issue at some point so that it could get better in the second half of the year or is it kind of still uncertain what... it's still
1: it's still pretty uncertain okay. um i know the first half we're struggling and hopefully they can get some of these issues ironed out and at least have a good run in the second half as well mm-hmm No, that's a that's a (laughs) that right there is a sixty-four dollar question.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) very much so. Okay. So, what are maybe some of the key drivers that are helping the market have such this surge in demand, or and is that expected to continue throughout twenty twenty one?
1: Yeah, we believe so. What we're seeing is freight rates remaining relatively high, and this trend is expected to continue throughout the year. Strong consumption, inventory restocking, and solid growth in single-family housing bills are positive factors affecting this trend. Congress also passing another round of economic stimulus also bodes well for the commercial vehicle adoption rates. While coronavirus continues to negatively impact the economy, PSR does believe the effects will cause significant slowdown, or does not believe it'll cause significant slowdown this year, and we're really hoping these increasing vaccinations will also help um, to a stronger overall economy, possibly the service sector, which is, as we all know, is really taken a hit this year. Mm-hmm. We've also seen over the past year or so, or eight, nine months, the freight has also been uneven. For example, the trucking sectors at whole for the industrial and energy industries are not seeing the surge in freight, like the consumer side of the economy. Currently retail freight continues to see stronger volume than heavier industrial production. However, we have seen some improvement here and we're hoping that continues throughout the year. And of course, as we would expect, commercial food services continue to be down while grocery delivery demand is up. Although commercial food service should see improvement throughout this year. Again, the ongoing vaccinations, we're basically hoping that the bars and restaurants can start opening up.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. And so can you maybe talk a little bit about maybe what are some of the challenges and or opportunities for the market in 2021?
1: I would say there's one in particular. I want to focus mm-hmm. on that. And that would really be the supply chain.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: that is, I had talked to somebody in the know, I believe it might've been Tim Krause at HGMA a while back. And his comment to me was that the CEOs, and this has been a few months ago, mm-hmm. they can't um, reshore production from China fast enough. Mm-hmm. we're seeing And we're seeing the so-called reshoring, um, we believe that's really heading towards South Asia, as well as Mexico, and we'll certainly get some here in the States, but really it is a supply chain. I mean, because really after a number of years of companies shifting their production to China, driven by, of course, lower production costs, the trend has started to reverse. Mm -hmm. And the CEOs are really trying to decentralize production. They've, They've realized during the past year how fragile that supply chain really is. Also interesting too is, I believe it was a week or two ago, the White House announced that President Biden will sign a new executive order if he hasn't already, aimed at restoring the United States supply chain, secure, or supply chain security in the coming weeks. The administration is currently identifying the choke points, and really trying to address the long-term issues. Seems like semiconductors are really the biggest problem. Also having some steel issues as well. hmm
0: Right. Yeah, he, I saw news that he had signed that executive order yesterday. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so do you see that maybe, will that help the market in any way, or will, is it too soon to tell, and it'll de- kind of depend on how that policy
1: Well, progresses? as far as, you know how that, how that goes, you know, the policy, yeah. <laughs> we're not too sure, but the, the really good thing is when. When the CEOs have identified this as mm-hmm. a serious issue, you know, not just the virus, but I believe the Trump tariffs um, caused a little impact too earlier last year as well, and so they're they're realizing the fragility of their supply chain and they're they're trying to decentralize that a bit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that'll really be the
0: driver. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are maybe some of the biggest trends uh, you're currently seeing in the North American commercial vehicle market?
1: Well, there's, there's a number of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some are, some are longer term, some are shorter. Um, but a lot of times we're, we're seeing it also in order to retain drivers, the fleets have been transitioning their focus to more regional haulers as opposed to long haul. Basically, the truck drivers do not want to live on the road. Right. E-commerce has also helped facilitate this by distributing inventory to a wider range of locations. And there's a a lesser known factor too. We've kind of noticed, and we've not seen a a huge impact, but the widening of the Panama Canal has also been a factor, thus you can um, receive the imported goods closer to your end destinations. So that would definitely drive more need for regional haul as opposed to long haul. You know, so you don't need to mm-hmm. bring everything into California, then you know, truck them clear across the country in the, in the long haul Class eights. And we're also, also seeing this has been talked about quite a bit. But during the past decade, the commercial vehicle market has come under pressure to adopt alternative fuels such as natural gas, hybrids, um, electric, and more recently hydrogen fuel cell technology. Mm-hmm. The hybrid vehicles never gain traction and natural gas is still relegated to specific applications. Now currently, well, while the, well, the first two I was talking about that's older technology, currently the electric trucks are still in the test phase while the hydrogen fuel cell trucks are just beginning their test phase. Much like the rest of the world, all major OEMs have electric and hydrogen trucks in the testing stage, with series production expected to commence probably no no sooner than the 2023, 20, 2024 20, timeframe. However, there's, as you can imagine, there's still numerous barriers that have to be overcome
0: mm-hmm.
1: before adoption be taken in place on a large scale, primarily with trucks, not so much buses, but the, the trucks, the four hire. And it's, it's also becoming too clear, that, a lot more clear that large scale adoption will require government regulation and incentives to drive the economies of scale to reduce the cost of the electric and the fuel cell trucks. So basically at this point, I mean, currently, we believe the strongest growth will be in the transit bus and pickup and delivery segments where their charging infrastructure is more readily available. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now since the transit bus purchases are typically controlled by local and state governments, this is a prime segment for electrification. Basically the municipalities are typically not for profit. And so they have money they can spend it. One thing too, we've seen, I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but many of the large cities in this in the United States have committed to 100% adoption of electric transit buses. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these timeframes, I've got a whole bunch of examples. You have California CARB established a mandate requiring all transits to be zero emission by 2040. Los Angeles, it's very similar. I think they're starting theirs in 2028, or I guess have all electric by 2028. San Francisco by 2035 and of course Seattle, New York, Chicago, as well as um, as well as a number of cities in Canada have also put in timelines to have zero emission. Now whether they hit it or not, it's hard to tell, but they're definitely going that way and if if any segment can do it, I would definitely say the buses can. They've got the infrastructure there
0: mm-hmm. Okay. And how do you foresee the market continuing to progress through 2021 and maybe into 2022?
1: Well, looking ahead, we believe heavy truck production will continue to improve through at least 2022 and likely into 2023 as really the truck capacity rebalance. So we had in 2018 and 2019, extremely, extremely strong years in demand and production levels for class A. So the fleece are still somewhat young. But they are aging with this year um, in such sharp, sharp decline. Or I'm sorry, last year in such sharp decline. And generally the shock and awe of the pandemic is past. And the global mm-hmm. economies are generally stronger than they were six months ago. So at the end of the day, freight continues to be hauled, fleets need to be upgraded. While we expect the nev- negative effects of the pandemic to remain throughout the year, it's really the drama's out of it compared to last year. So we're seeing we're seeing very good things moving forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, Great. Um, Well, I think those are all the questions I had for now. I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to add about what you guys are seeing with the North American commercial vehicle market?
1: I think that's a pretty good summary. I mean, there's always a always niche in there, but that's a, that's a pretty good overview, and and basically we do believe the worst is behind this, hopefully.
0: Yeah. Fingers crossed. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of OEM Industry Update. Thank you again to Chris for providing his insights into the commercial vehicle market. Be sure to tune in each week for another episode to stay up to date on our ever-changing industry.